you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Greetings and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. You need your fantasy fix every single day. iTunes, NFL.com. You get what you need from myself, Jason Smith, alongside Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank, Akbar Bajabiamila, and Molly Karam. Elliot Harrison also going to stop by with an interview with the Seahawks' Doug Baldwin, also on today's show. All the big news you need. Trent Richardson, what's the fallout from his trade? Can you play him this week? If you didn't do so well with the waiver wire, we have some players you can pick up right now and plug into your lineup for this weekend. Also have some starts and sits and Chiefs, Eagles, Thursday night football. Gentlemen, we'll get to Thursday night's matchup in a second. But first, guys, what's a matchup that you're scared of this week? Are you kidding me? Maurice Jones-Drew in Seattle. That's like seeing Michael Myers on Halloween night. That terrifies me. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with MJD this weekend. You, you know, there's another matchup, too, that gives me kind of one of those eyebrows and make you go, hmm. That's when Mike Wallace is going up against this young Atlanta Falcons uh, secondary. They've got Robert Alford and Desmond Trufant there. Those guys have been really playing great. I, mean, I know statistically they've been giving up a lot. But those two guys, matchup for matchup, I think those guys can do something down there. Not a good look there. And I know you also don't like Terrell Pryor or Roddy White. I do yeah. read your column, Stardom Cinema. I'm, I'm a loyal reader. <laughs> thank you, Miles. I so appreciate am I that. Too. What about, thank I, you, okay, all right, Mr. Akbar. Giving Fab some love that. here. All right, let's get to our latest headlines. And, of course, we start with the big trade last night. Running back Trent Richardson, the number three pick in the 2012 NFL draft, heading to Indianapolis to join 2012's number one overall pick, Andrew Luck. Guys, what do you expect from T. Rich and Indy this week and beyond? Might be quite a tandem there. Well, first let me say this. For the fantasy owners, I mean, for the guys that had that late first-round pick, you've just been upgraded. You put Trent Richardson with the Indianapolis Colts, and he's sporting at Bo Jackson 34. Every position that the Indianapolis Colts have offensively is better than what they had with the Cleveland Browns. You can expect big-time production like from Trent Like Beyonce Richardson. said, uh, let me upgrade you. <laughs> uh, I don't listen to Beyonce, but okay, I'll take your word for it. I like the 34. I was thinking Earl Campbell, though. Earl Campbell, okay. You know, big bruising back. Yeah. No, sure Beyonce. Come on now, Fabs. <laughs> Sorry. Colts head coach Chuck Pagano spoke to the media today about his new running back and what to expect from Richardson this weekend. Take a listen. Yeah. We know what uh, we know what he brings to the table uh, as a runner, as a pass catcher, as a protector. So we feel obviously very excited uh, to have Trent in the fold. We did not bring him in here, okay, to, uh, I guess, be the water boy <laughs> on Sunday. So he'll be ready to roll. What kind of workload are you expecting out of him? Much as he can handle. We could use a water boy right now, though. I'm a little thirsty. All right, here's a look. Trent Richardson, Ahmad Bradshaw, by the numbers in the 2013 season. Fabs, it looks like T. Rich might be the guy there. What yeah, you think? You know, initially, when this trade happened, I was thinking, boy, it's going to be a real risk to start Trent Richardson this weekend. He needs to become acclimated with the offense. By, but listening to what Pagano just said, I'm thinking you have to play him. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I would say this about Pagano, and I think he knows that when you're in situational football, I don't know that you can trust putting Trent Richardson in there because he just doesn't know the offense. Even as a flex. Even Ahmad as a flex. Bradshaw is the guy. Even as a flex. Yeah, he's got to pop no the big Richardson. one. I'm not taking the chance. Ooh, not I don't this week. Let's play. look at the Browns side of things now. And as first reported by our Jeff Darlington, Willis McGay, he passed his physical with the Browns and signed with the team this morning. Does he have any value in fantasy? Would you pick him up? No, no. What? Not, Wait, not, not even close. Willis McGay, he is really a cardiac defibrillator. He had a big 2012 they, season. They, they're just trying to cover up the big band-aid of getting rid of or trading Trent Richardson. I don't know that Willis McGay, he has any value coming wait, off wait, the street. Wait. There's no running backs on the waiver wire right now in most fantasy leagues. This guy is going to be the starter. He played under Rob Chinzinski when he was the OC at the University of Miami. When I heard that he was getting a workout, I signed him in every league that I was in. If everybody's going to be cool, be cool, be cool on Arian Foster, you got to be cool on him. We haven't seen him Ooh. since week 11 of 2012. We sell she. In other running back news, Packers head coach Mike McCarthy confirms that James Starks will get the start in Green Bay in Eddie Lacy's absence. Would you guys start him this week? I, yeah, I would. A flex starter, but do not expect him to do what he did against the Redskins. The Bengals on their home field, that's a good defense. 22 points in fantasy last week for him. And Robert Griffin moving on. He hasn't been quite the mobile QB that we've expected so far this season. And his teammate, wide receiver Pierre Garcon, had this to say about RG3's equipment. Yeah, it's just like, you know, when you have extra equipment on you, know, you definitely can't move as fluid as fast as you could if you didn't have it on. It's, it's you know, common sense, really. You know, if you carry extra stuff on you, you're not going to be as fast as you were without it. Oh, Pierre. Well, you, well, let me translate that. I speak a little locker knees. That's Break what that is. Break it down for me. In other words, RG3, you ain't the same guy that you used to be. You ain't getting out there doing your thing because you got that big old bulky knee brace. He was just being a little bit more politically correct. Are you concerned about him? Not at all because he is producing for my fantasy team, and that's all that matters for me. He's averaging over 20 fantasy points a game. But, you know, 20 points isn't where you see RG3. When you look at RG3, he has the ability to give you those 30 points, those near 40-point performance, and so 20 points to me is just settling for RG3. The concern with RG3 might be more in real life than in fantasy. Andre Johnson returned to practice on Thursday after missing Wednesday's session due to a concussion. Coach Gary Kubiak said all indications are that Johnson should be ready to go against the Ravens. Are we comfortable starting him? No doubt. If Andre Johnson is starting for the Texans, Akbar, he's starting for your fantasy team. He is the most targeted wide receiver in the National Football League after two weeks. Absolutely. If he, if he can breathe, I'm putting him on there. As long as he's <laughs> suiting up and putting some cleats on in the turf or grass, I'm going with Andre Johnson. Hopkins has not been bad in his absence. All right, good stuff, guys. That's our look at the headlines from around the league. Now let's get to the TNF showdown between the Chiefs and Eagles. The Chiefs take on the Eagles tonight in Philadelphia, and we've got everything you need to know to set your lineup before kickoff tonight. Jason Smith here with Adam Rankrank. What are the few big storylines you're looking for tonight? We're going to look at the Eagles' offense. Are they going to be able to keep continuing to put up huge points? You know, everybody talked about how the Chargers slowed them down last week. They scored 30 points. Has it come to that point where 30 uh, – bad week for the Eagles. <laughs> All right. Now, also, we have Alex Smith on a hot streak. Is that going to continue? Can continue to play Alex Smith. I wish he played on a Sunday. I don't like playing guys on Thursday night. But Alex Smith should be in your lineup. Look at his playoff roster, too. When you see in the weeks 14, 15, and 16, he's got great matchups. Storm on your bench. All right. What about Andy Reid's return? I'm, uh, ex- I'm excited to see how the Eagles fans receive him. I'm excited to see if he can actually call plays for the Eagles and not give LaShawn McCoy <laughs> the football. We'll see if that happens. Still fun. 
We'll have more of our projections on this game coming up in a second. But right now, let's say hello to NFL Fantasy Live meteorologist Jim Kosick from ABC4 in Salt Lake City with the weather for tonight's game. Jim. Hey, Jason, I tell you what, we're going from the East Coast to the Midwest, and it's now time to arm you with science because when you're talking about the steering flow of precipitation because we have it but listen up guys it's going this way here toward west virginia a uh, quick little thing about west virginia you know why it's called a toothbrush instead of a teeth brush because it was invented in west virginia but i kid so wet weather's not coming to the city of brotherly love let me tell you what is some awesome weather in south philly under clear skies, we head to the link. Whew, man, this is a great part of South Philadelphia. Look at what we're dealing with here. Temps in the 60s, most of the game, just a light breeze out of the southwest. Listen, do me a favor and play your starters because the weather's not a factor. But come Sunday with the storm system along the eastern seaboard, you better believe it will be a factor. So this time tomorrow we'll be talking about all these eight games coming right back at you. Buffy, Jets, Jags at Seattle. Well, that's a West Coast game, but mostly on the East Coast. So my call, Geno's, Pat's, Jim's cheesesteaks, and he's coming back. So there's a distinct lack of cheesesteaks available in Philadelphia. And that, guys, can't be good. Jim, appreciate your time. I'll go get my cheesesteak right now. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Rank, if there's ever a big cheesesteak, I'm, I'm in a lot of trouble if they don't make them anymore. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at our projections for the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. Kicked off by Jamal Charles Rank. You have him yeah. for over 23 points. You're playing him against me Is in the Experts right? League. Yeah, oh, of course. I love Jamal Charles. Picked him up earlier, you know, I, uh, in the season, of course. And this offense is just looking fantastic under Andy Reid. But like you were talking about earlier, I hope... He does not ignore him like he did LaShawn McCoy at times last year. Now, both of us have pretty decent nights projected for Alex Smith. He's someone that's a curiosity after two big weeks. Can you pick him up and play him tonight? Well, yeah, I was touching on this a moment ago. I don't like playing guys on Thursday night. It's always a big risk because I don't want to show up to work on Friday morning and see an 8 or a 10 or something. Not real big. So even if Alex Smith went out and had a huge night, if you still have, like, Tony Romo going or somebody like that, it's like, okay, I still have hope. Unless it's Peyton Manning throwing seven touchdowns. You have hope that your quarterback can go out and match the numbers that Alex Smith is going to put up. But he'll probably put up big numbers because the Eagles have been allowing quarterbacks to put up big numbers. All right, Dwayne Bow. This, this next foul with Smith has happened really without Dwayne Bow. Can you trust him tonight? That's one of the most amazing things is that Alex Smith has been able to do it spreading the ball around. But you have to figure at some point – Dwayne Bowe is going to get into the mix. He is way too talented as a receiver for this to, to not happen. So I, I'm confident in Dwayne Bowe. Again, I don't like playing guys on Thursday night, but if you drafted Dwayne Bowe to be one of your starters, I would feel confident going with him. Uh, let's take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles now. Projections for them. and Projections are always high for the Eagles. They're going to be high until they show be. they can't handle this anymore. Look at this. 22 for Vic. 16. 17 for LaShawn McCoy. We're both right in lockstep with Deshaun Jackson with 14. Same thing with Brent Selleck. Obviously, LaShawn McCoy is someone you're playing. But Michael Vick, rank, he's someone that's been so good so far this season. But it's on a Thursday night. Can you trust him? Yeah, again, it's a Thursday night game with a quarterback who can get injured on, on a moment's notice. And that's where I really have paused. I know when I did my rankings this week, I dropped Vic out of the 12, out of the top 12, because I didn't want to start him. I think you have other options. If you drafted Vic 
Odds are you drafted somebody ahead of them that you can start. Tony Romo comes to mind. Matt Ryan, somebody like that. So I feel like you have other options, but I do like Deshaun Jackson. Matt Bones Jackson. It's like it's talk like a pirate day. <laughs> sure, why not? Christina, our makeup girl, said it's talk like a pirate day. So he's yeah. Mad Bone Jackson now. Start him too. I right, remember Steve the Pirate on our team. Of course, Steve the Pirate. No, I right. know who is that. <laughs> How about Lashawn McCoy? Every week he says, "Yeah, things are great, but boy, I need some help." Are they going to dial it back at all for him? Not at all. We love Lashawn McCoy, even going back to the off season. We were very high on him. We had him in the top five. I, I had him in the top two. Everybody was excited about Lashawn McCoy, so play him. Each and every week. This is a tough Chiefs defense. However, LaShawn McCoy should be starting each and every week for you. This shouldn't even be a question. Now, he's the one guy that uh, you look at the Eagles' weapons. He's the one guy to stick with for the most part. But Michael Vick gets injured. Deshaun Jackson, as great as he's been, also not the healthiest guy in the world. I just said his name was Mad Bones Jackson. Yes. (laughs) You play this guy each and every week. Another guy during the preseason. We were so excited about him. He's back to being a number one receiver. There's nobody else there really taking targets from him. I know Riley Cooper got into the end zone last week, but... Deshaun Jackson has just been amazing. And you know what? Michael Vick has been a little inaccurate. There were like three touchdown passes I saw last week that could have gone to, to Deshaun. Or, excuse me, Matt. Now I'm doing a Mad Bones. You're doing Mad Bones. Got to go Mad, Mad Bones. Bones could have had it. But, yeah, but you know what? He's a little off, but still. Play Deshaun Jackson. Especially on Talk Like a Pirate Day. Of course. There you go. And don't forget, all our coverage of Thursday Night Football begins at 5 p.m. Eastern right here on 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific right here on NFL Network. And catch us after the, after the game is over, 10 p.m. Pacific time, 1 a.m. East Coast time or after the game. Still to come, we're watching the waiver wire closely to pick out a few diamonds in the rough, see which players deserve a spot on your roster for week three. And Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson hasn't pulled through for fantasy owners so far. We'll tell you if he'll right the ship this week and more. What to watch for is up next. Stick around. Uh, well, the question was whether uh, he fit the offense, and this really has nothing to do with Trent from that standpoint. Um, the opportunity as an organization uh, was there for us to have a chance to get better ultimately and felt like it was the right decision overall. I'd probably lean toward resting him this week and then seeing how he looks this weekend, you know. uh, He's not going to need the practice to play in the game. Uh, But if he feels great, we'll put him out there, and if he doesn't, we'll probably, you know, rest him and and, uh, get him ready to go Sunday if possible. It's it's definitely different, uh, you know, knowing that Coach Reed is on the other side. you know, I'll never forget the, the opportunities that have been given to me by this organization, by Andy Reid. And, uh, you know, that'll never change. Yeah, it's, it's a situation that you have to deal with. You know, you don't want to get hurt in the preseason. You know, that'll cause more controversy and drama around here. But, uh, you know, you got to make a decision to live with it. And, you know, we made the decision not to play in the preseason. Now we're living with it. We just have to get better. Too much drama in the last two weeks here. Well, you know, outside these walls, yes. And, uh, but not in, you know, not for me, not for this team. I don't think. I think we're they're just working. You know, we're practicing. We're getting better. Um, we're close. Close isn't good enough. You know, we got to get over that hump. But no, that's not. It doesn't affect inside these walls. I know it's it's noisy outside. I guess people people tell me that, but we're good. So this is a great opportunity for us at home to get on track, get on the winning track. So that part of it. They're well aware of, but more important, home open. You know, you got to take care of business at home. Yeah, James Starks is, is definitely uh, someone we I look at as a, a starter and the ability to to run as many times in a football game as needed. So, um, you know, James James will get the he'll get the starting opportunity this week. 
And Aaron's given me the okay to run the ball once a quarter, so Starks will get some carries. A busy week for players and coaches in the NFL and a lot for fantasy owners to keep an eye on for Sunday. One thing we found out, you saw Ray Rice right there. No practice for Rice on Thursday. Going to keep this track of this story, of course, as we get closer and closer to Sunday. But, guys, biggest story, Trent Richardson's new home in Indianapolis. Earlier today, he met the media for the first time, and this is what he had to say. Oh, I'm really excited. Um, you, got, you got somebody, you know, like a Mar Bradshaw back there, you know, he's, he's helping me, um, you know, following the bases and stuff like that. You got Reggie Wayne on the one side, you got T.Y. Hill, um, you got Andrew, and you got a good defense over there, man. And, um, you know, it's just with the whole program, man. Like I said, we just got to take one play at a time and make sure we do whatever we can to, you know, maximize our strengths and, and you know, get our different matchups and make sure we win there again. Coach says he wants you to be the workhorse back. Is that uh, music to your ears? Oh, yeah, that's real, that's, that's real good, you know, to hear, man. You know, it's a lot of music to my ears. And, you know, when we get to rolling, um, you know, hopefully I get to play Sunday. You know, whatever coach, you know, decision he makes, I'll be ready to go. Now, Akbar, as you said during him talking right there, boy, he seemed real focused with his statements to the media. Yeah, yeah you can say that again, focused. Well, what, what do you do for him this Sunday? Well, you know, I think he fits well into the power run scheme, but don't expect to play him versus this ornery 49ers defense. I think he's going to have to go through that and the fact that he's got to learn, a, this is a made-up word, a new verbology, and that's just the new terminology that they're using with the Colts. So that could slow him down. I, I just, I, I would say don't play him this weekend. Now you say ornery, I say ordinary. The 49ers <laughs> defense hasn't been that good against the run this year. Not at all. Look at what Lynch did against him last week. Look what Eddie Lacy did in week one. He scored a touchdown on him. The Niners defense... I don't know, man. That uh, might they, be a I, well, that's, mirage they, right they, now. They, they've got a little attitude now. They've got a, we'll that, see. That, that, that developed a that little attitude. attitude. But then, you know, if you've used a first-round pick on Trent Richardson, I'm compelled to start. I'm just that guy. I will start him and hope for the best. Yeah, who's your backup going to be? And especially since Pagano said, we're throwing him right in the fire. There's going to be no we're going to ease him in. He came here to get the football. Yeah, see, I, I, I doubt that they use him, you know, right into the fire. They're going to use him in different situations because he doesn't understand the playbook. He will doesn't he understand see, the calls or anything. Will he see 15 touches in the game? No, no way he sees 15 touches. I think he touches. will. See, I think he probably sees somewhere between six and eight touches, but that's it. Yeah, the worst I, thing, I too. And the worst thing, too, is if he goes out and gets, like, a 70-yard touchdown run in one of the first quarter, you'll be like, and I benched him? I don't want to Can I go back and do it? Can I go back and put him in retroactively? Now, Rick, what about Ahmad Bradshaw now? Oh, man, I picked this guy up in a number of leagues and thought it was – I thought I was smarter than everybody in the room. But, unfortunately, Jim Mersey had other ideas. I think – honestly, I think he did it to spite me. But – Ahmad Bradshaw is somebody to keep on your roster if you still have him. He's a good handcuff there, but that's about it. All right, when it comes to the Browns, you wonder if anybody on this team has fantasy value. Jordan Cameron, someone, Fabs, who, hey, he's one of the top tight ends in the league, but now losing Trent Richardson. How worried are you? Well, you would think they're going to have to throw it to somebody in that offense, and it's going to continue to be Jordan Cameron. And remember, even though Brian Hoyer is the quarterback, who's the quarterback's best friend when he's inexperienced? Throwing the ball to his tight end, that's going to be his security blanket. I don't even know who's going to be playing running backs for that, for that team this week. So I, I don't think Cameron loses much value at all. I think you need to stand corrected because this what? right here is a fantasy cemetery. There's nothing cemetery. in Cleveland. Cleveland. I wouldn't touch anyone. Cameron, Hoyer, I wouldn't touch anybody from this place. And, hey, whoever the Browns are playing rest of the season, pick up that defense and play him that yeah. week. Play the Vikings this week. Now, Rank, you have some big yes. stuff on Russell Wilson, who wasn't that great the first two weeks, but has a pretty good matchup this time around. I love Russell Wilson this week. He's going to have a huge game, and I understand he hasn't been the greatest fantasy quarterback and that's okay. He's going to rebound this week. He's going up against Gus Bradley, and 
I understand he might have coached against him last year. He was the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks. I don't care about any of that. Russell Wilson's going to rebound, and I also think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. I saw Pete Carroll too many times follow up huge wins at USC with losses to Oregon State. So they are going to be in a dogfight with the Jaguars, which seems crazy to say. Russell Wilson rebounds. All right, how about RG3? He's been rusty so far the first couple of games. Pierre Garçon says the knee brace is holding him back, Akbar. What do you expect out of him? You know, I'm fine. Yes, he will shake off the race, uh, the, excuse me, the rust. But I think <laughs> once you see RG3 take off that brace, that's when he'll become the RG3 that we've grown to know. And when I look at the way he's playing, he's not the same potent quarterback that he used to be with that mobility threat. But for me, it's the removal of the brace will set RG3 not only free physically, but also mentally. We should all be that rusty. He's averaging over 20 <laughs> fantasy points a game. Stardom. It's one of those things. RJ3 has looked terrible as a quarterback, great in fantasy. Russell Wilson, great as a quarterback, terrible in fantasy. That reverses this week. But you expect 30-plus right. from him all the time. I'm just saying. All right, coming up, we're ranking the quarterbacks to tell you who you should start and who should be benched. Our answers might surprise you. Plus, want to win a million bucks? We'll reveal our perfect challenge rosters for week three to give you the leg up on a cool million. NFL Fantasy Live continues. Wednesday, find out what happens when you take our Hall of Famers and match them up with three of today's brightest stars. No, it's not a reality show. It's Michael Vick, Russell Wilson, and Andrew Luck. Man-to-man Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern only on NFL Network. Jason Smith here alongside Michael Fabiano. Everybody does the same thing after you get your free agents. You wake up the next morning, look and see who you got, didn't get, and who is still available because likely you didn't get everybody you wanted. So here are some players right now who are more than likely available in your league. They're available in over 70% of all NFL.com leagues. And Fabs, this is kind of how you do it. You put in for three or four guys, you get two, and you got to figure out who's left. Sam Bradford, shockingly, still left in that many leagues, despite the fact he's a number five quarterback in fantasy, two great games, and he's got a great matchup this week. Yeah, I guess people don't believe, but this is partially because what, Jason? The quarterback position is ridiculously deep. But guys, I picked up Sam Bradford in one of my leagues, and I'm starting him over Russell Wilson because he's got a great matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, who have given up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. They've also giving up six passing touchdowns that's tied for second in the National Football League. If you need a quarterback, don't be afraid to start Sam Bradford. And tight ends, we talk about playing plug-and-play all the time. Dwayne Allen's injury, unfortunately, has opened the door for Kobe Fleener. Not that you go out and get him right now, Fabs, but someone that Andrew Luck looked a lot to him last week, had a touchdown call back. He could be a guy in a couple weeks you're playing. Wait a minute, I'm playing him this week, Jason. I've been playing him over Kyle Rudolph in one of my leagues, and I have nine, so I have a lot of players there that are interchangeable. Kyle Rudolph, I don't like the matchup. Kobe Fleener, hey, the Niners gave up a lot of fantasy points to Jermichael Finley in week one. I think Luck will be looking to Fleener often. Yeah, he does get a lot more targets than Rudolph, that's for sure. Yes. How about Marlon Brown? We didn't think anybody else could uh, catch the football in Baltimore. You know, Akbar and Adam wouldn't let me, Marlon Brown, into the starters club last week. <laughs> and you know what I did? I went out and scored a touchdown, okay? Now, okay, I'm not Marlon Brown. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is that if you're in a league with 12 or more teams and you need a fifth receiver, Marlon Brown's played two games and scored two touchdowns. Pretty good percentage. Yeah, better than Torrey Smith. No doubt. Who we thought was the number one guy there. Still Torrey Smith having some okay days, but not quite what Marlon Brown's done. Now you take a look at what's going on in Atlanta. With Steven Jackson out for this week, likely at least one more. Jason Snelling, Jacquez Rogers, both going to split the load here, Fabs. This is kind of desperation, though. This is if you're really nervous, because Snelling's going to get the goal line carries, but Rogers is going to get most of the work outside of that. Rogers saw more touches last week, but he did nothing with them. Here's what you do, Jason. If you're in a PPR league where you get points per catch... You start 
Jacquez Rogers as a flex. I'm starting him in one of my leagues. It's a PPR format. I think he can give you double-digit points, 10, 11 points, because he'll catch five passes out of the backfield. If you're in a league where Rogers is already gone, Snelling as a sort of last-minute desperation play as a flex makes sense, too, because Snelling is going to see goal line work. Yeah, I did that in one of my leagues, and also Rodgers is going to be on the field on third down where he wasn't when Steven Jackson was in the game. Right. Phillip Rivers, 21st-ranked quarterback in NFL.com for week three, but Fabs, seven touchdowns through two weeks. He can make somebody happy. Pick him up, even if it's just as your QB2, because right now the guy's on fire. And there are certainly quarterbacks out there that have underperformed that you can drop that, not, that aren't the elite names. Not that I like the matchup this week against the Tennessee Titans. Their defense has looked pretty good so far this year. But still, when a guy has been that good in two weeks, pick him up and stash him at the very least. Yeah, and his schedule is favorable. Once you get out of this very week, favorable. his schedule is favorable. Yes. That's what people do sometimes. You look at waiver wire, do I pick this guy up? And you say, oh, he's got a horrible matchup this week, so I'm crossing him off my list. Don't, you got to keep right. looking and say, okay, in the next four weeks, he's got great matchups. Listen, fantasy season always extends past the week you're in, mm-hmm. unless you're in week 16. Right. But then you're in the championship. That's good news. There we go. That should be a proverb. Like See? Michael Fabiano. Had it's a fantasy desk. football proverb. <laughs> exactly. All right, those are our top waiver wire targets for what's left of the week. But what about the players already on your bench? For a look at the QBs that should be starting for you this week, let's send it over to Molly Karam, who actually saw Kiss a Guy on NFL AM this morning. Wow. Did we just go <laughs> wow. there? It, it wow. was European style. Both cheeks. <laughs> Moving on. Thank you, Jason. Each week, NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal publishes his QB index, a power ranking of each starting quarterback in the NFL. You can check that out at NFL.com slash QB index. We thought we'd put our own fantasy spin on things with our fantasy QB index. Adam, let's take a look at your top 12 fantasy quarterbacks now. We have one through six right here. Peyton Manning leading the pack. The first three are automatic. You have to have Manning. Manning, Rodgers, and Breeze, one, two, three, or else Michael Fabiano will kick you out of the fantasy club. Yeah, it's automatic. And I love Colin Kaepernick at six. Colin Kaepernick is going to rebound and have a great week. Don't worry about the Seattle Seahawks. Here's seven through 12. Brady at seven. Now, see, this is where I have a real issue. I've been saying all preseason, even before the preseason, Tom Brady needs to be removed from this list. Tom Brady in fantasy now, not in reality, is not the man that he used to be. You got to get Tom Brady off this list, right? Yeah, you're not. I'm you're going, not sure who he's. I'm he's going, going one to. more week with Tom Brady. All right, guys, let's look at this. Orgy three at number twelve. This stood out to me, so he wouldn't be starting in a standard ten team. Li- he, he would not be, and it's really weird to say this, but the Detroit Lions are now a tough matchup for fantasy quarterbacks. They've allowed the second fewest points to QBs during the first two weeks of the season, and I understand it is the first two weeks of the season, but you know what? Sometimes the numbers don't lie on you, you know what, Adam, and I agree with you that the Detroit Lions have gotten really good at bringing pressure on the quarterback, but here's what we've got. We've got RG3 throwing the ball. This guy has already put up 20-plus points in back-to-back game, throwing for over 30 I just yards. Like the I like this guy. We had some news in Indy recently. Andrew Luck is number nine. With Trent Richardson coming to town, does that lower his value? You know, it's really interesting. If you saw the first week of the season, Andrew Luck had 178 passing yards and two touchdowns against the Raiders. What saved his fantasy day was his rushing touchdown and his, what, close to 40 rushing yards. So he scored 24 instead of what should have been 16. I'm worried now with Trent Richardson there that they're going to run the ball a lot. We're going to see a lot of stat lines like 212 yards and a touchdown, 178 yards and two touchdowns. And now it reminds me of when Troy Aikman was prominent in fantasy football. We were little kids playing. And you would draft Drake because he was awesome and you wanted to start him. But then you realized that didn't always translate into fantasy football. You know, the one thing that concerns me about this is I love your list, by the way. The one thing that does concern me is the fact that 
Andrew Luck is going up against the San Francisco 49ers. This is a beast-type defense. So, you know, that's something to think about, especially now that their running game is going to be a little different, obviously, with Trent Richardson. Forget the running game for a minute. We know Matthew Stafford loves to air it out. He's going against that weak Redskins secondary. So he's number four. Is that why he's so high? I wanted to move him higher. But, again, like I said, Michael Fabi- Fabiano won't let me why put him into the top Why are you letting Fabiano three? control your life? He's You're the a Hall- man. He's the Hall of Famer now. Of course you go with those H-O-F-er. three guys. But, you know what, Matthew? Matthew Stafford with this fantastic matchup, I mean, he doesn't need it, you know? I mean, Matthew Stafford can put up huge points each and every week, but this is the week where he really steps up. And I know a lot of fantasy enthusiasts drafted him in that 10, 11, 12 range, and he started off as a QB2, but this is the week that you start him for sure. You know, I don't usually hand this out to uh, Matthew Stafford, but okay. I'm going to go ahead and give it to him. He's big time, prime time, show time, all time, good time. <laughs> yep. That was quick. Yep. All I know is Eddie quarterback Price. position is deep in a fluid situation, apparently. Thanks. Good stuff, guys. Still to come, Seahawks wide receiver Doug Baldwin joins us to talk about the game plan in Seattle and his role in the Hawks offense. Plus, we're putting your mind at ease about a few big fantasy question marks for week three. Our recommendations for the players you need to start and sit are just ahead. Stick around. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, Seahawks wideout Doug Baldwin stops by to talk about Seattle's offense and much more. Find out who he says makes the Seahawks tick. And think you can pick the top scorers at fantasy at each position? It's tougher than it sounds. Make your picks online and compare them with ours. Plus, our top starts and sits of the week are just ahead. We're picking out the running backs that have earned our trust as NFL Fantasy Live continues. Welcome back. The Seahawks are 2-0, fresh off a big win in primetime over NFC West rival San Francisco. Our Elliot Harrison is here with one of Seattle's best offensive weapons, Doug Baldwin. Elliot, take it away. Thanks, Jason. Now, on Sunday Night Football, a lot of you watch Seattle shellac the 49ers. Seattle 2-0 in first place in the NFC West. And we are pleased to be joined by this man, Doug Baldwin, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Doug, it's good to see you out on the field. How does it feel to be healthy this year after 2012? It's a complete difference. You know, it was a struggle in 2012 just to, uh, to feel good out there on the football field, but now I have an opportunity to play free, play healthy, and uh, I think it's making a big difference. You're able to make vertical plays downfield. You caught a ball for 51 yards against the 49ers. Can we expect to see more of that? Is the coaching staff comfortable with Russell Wilson airing it out a little more than they might have been last year, given that he was a rookie? I think so, but, you know, it all comes down to everything working uh, in tune around him. That goes for the offensive line, the receivers, the tight ends, and also the running backs. You know, we have to have a balanced offense for us to be able to do that. So it's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, you know, we've got some things we've got to clean up on the offensive end. But we'll be fine once we get that cleared up. Well, with Percy Harvin going down, you're a bigger part of the offense. Is that something that you were expecting coming in? Uh, to be honest with you, I really didn't know. You know, with Percy coming in, we didn't know how the, the lineup was going to change. They told me that my role wasn't going to change significantly. Uh, but, you know, you never know how that goes. It's just the business side of the, of the NFL. But, you know, for us, we're not worried about it. We're concentrated on going full speed ahead. We'd love to have Percy. And when he gets back, you know, we'll be, we'll be thankful to have him in our, in our lineup. You know, week one against the Panthers, you had a tough road game. Marshawn Lynch didn't have his biggest game. A lot of people panicked, whether it was fantasy owners or Seahawks fans. Marshawn Lynch is still the center of your offense, correct? Yes, definitely. We are a run-first offense, so that's not going to change. You know, we had some things on our offensive line that we had to tweak. Uh, the coaches admittedly took fault for that, but uh, that's, that's what we have to do. You know, we're going to have those, those obstacles we have to overcome. And Marshawn, like, like you said, he's still that beast mode type of guy. So we're not worried about him. He's going to get the ball, 
in our offense, and uh, we're going we're gonna to carry the load on his, his shoulders for sure. I'll tell you what, Doug, it's great to see you on that field, healthy, running around, unlike last year. We wish you the best of luck going forward and stay healthy. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, we will send it back over to Molly. Elliot, thank you so much. Good stuff. Can't get enough fantasy football. Check out NFL.com's perfect challenge game. Pick the perfect fantasy lineup, and you could win $1 million. Rosters reset each week, so you have plenty of chances to win. Visit NFL.com slash perfect to get started. Who does not want a cool mill? I do. So we asked Michael Fabiano and Akbar Bajabi Amila to give us their perfect challenge lineups. Fabs, you've got quite the roster. Yeah, well, you know what? When you're trying to set the perfect lineup, it's easy. All you do is pick all the studs, all the superstars. Exactly. I'm going Peyton Manning. Great matchup against the Raiders. Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, who was a beast last week. Now he gets to play the Jaguars. Calvin Johnson might score seven touchdowns against the Redskins. Maybe not. He's going to be darn close. Des Bryant, Jimmy Graham, Steven Goskowski. And if anyone doesn't start the Seahawks defense in this week's perfect challenge, they would be crazy. But let's get back to Marshawn Lynch. Everyone was worried about him in week one. Week two, Molly, he put up gangbusters numbers. Right? If you're good against the Seahawks, you'll be good against the Jags. And this is a great matchup against the Jaguars. How about Megatron against that skin secondary? The Redskins guys, let's face it, Akbar, uh, they're awful. Yeah. Awful against the pass. Awful against the run. That defense is the most vulnerable in the National Football League when it comes to scoring fantasy points. I was on a radio show in Washington, D.C. today. They have a bet on who's going to have the closest prediction to what Calvin Johnson is going to post in this game. I said eight catches, 166 yards, and two touchdowns. I did. That's big. That's how bad this matchup is. Even the people in D.C. are saying, how bad is Calvin going to beat us up? this weekend. How bad is bad? Akbar, you are on the hot seat, my friend. Let's see who you got. All right. Well, it kind of looks like we almost have the same roster, but, you know, again, going with Peyton Manning, of course, you've got to go with him in Oakland. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, this Jacksonville Jaguars defense, can't stop Marshawn Lynch. Come on, give me a break. And then Jimmy Graham against Arizona. I mean, Drew Brees is always going to try to find a way to get Jimmy Graham. He's He's a wide receiver. That's just really a third wide receiver spot. And then, of course, the Seattle Seahawks defense, again, going back to the Seahawks because those guys are going to put up like 20 points against this Jacksonville offense. Let's talk about Demarius Thomas against Oakland. He's eighth amongst wide receivers in fantasy points. You know, this is what I call a fantasy inside of a fantasy. I mean, we're talking about a super talented wide receiver going up against a very weak Oakland Raiders defense. I don't think that they can stop him. He's the fastest guy out there. When you think about the the, the Oakland Raiders, they've given up 11 receiving touchdowns in the last five games. So when I look at the statistics, I'm thinking Peyton Manning's going to eat this up. He's going to check the check to the check to make sure he gets Demarius Thomas, find him in the end zone a whole bunch of times. Akbar, dropping a lot of knowledge on me right now very quickly. It's hard to keep up. Now, I know you have Adrian Peterson in your lineup. So let's take a look at what he told USA Today today. You've got people that are cheering you on and people that beat you down because you didn't score a touchdown or get this amount of yards. So it's cool. Then again, it's a headache as well. It's more of a headache if you let it bother you, which I don't. Akbar, you cheering on AP? As my as my mother would say, you a lie. You a lie. And I'm going to tell you why. Because, you know, I know that players read the articles. They're sitting there. They're watching the NFL Network. They want to know what's being said about them. They hear the crowds. And Adrian Peterson, that's the wrong person to do it to because he's going to come up and have a chip on his shoulder. The great ones do. If they have a bad performance like he did last week, he's going to come out to this game to prove a point. He's constantly trying to prove a point. He did it last year. Every, all the haters said that he wasn't going to come back from his ACL injury. 
injury. I said he would, and he did. And I think he's going to do it again this week. That's why you've got to have him in that ultimate uh, challenge, especially if you want that cool meal. The perfect challenge roster, guys. It pretty much looks like my team in our expert league, Karim's Harem. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have, have you looked at my team? A little, little humble brag, right? You, you saw that squad. Is that right? Wait till we play, my friend. Oh, I can't Coming wait. Coming up, two fantasy lineups enter, but only one escapes with our seal of approval. Find out which players push one lineup over the top as NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Derek Thomas was the heart of Kansas City, a Hall of Fame career that was cut short by tragedy. It's an all-new Football Life Derek Thomas Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. Time now for Who's Got the Better Lineup, presented by Head and Shoulders. And we pulled two rosters submitted on our fantasy tool, Fantasy Genius on NFL.com. And we're going position by position to pick out the better of the two rosters. You ready, guys? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's pull those teams up, and we will marinate on those for a moment. Gentlemen, soak it in. A couple of good teams. I, I like this. This looks really good. I mean, these are two really healthy-looking teams right here. You take these guys to the doctors now, I mean, they're going to score out really high. Good blood pressure, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with the running back position. Frank Gore and Run DMC, but you like Gore against the Colts in this one. Yeah, I like the, I like Frank Gore over the Colts instead of McFadden against the Broncos. When you look at the, the Colts, they've had a hard time stopping going. You saw what Terrell Pryor did to them, running all around. And then the Miami Dolphins came in there, and they took their shot at this Colts defense. You know, Greg Minuski and that 3-4 defense is having some issues right now. And when you look at the San Francisco 49ers, they're committed to running the ball. Even in their situations where they line up in passing formation and they're able to jam it down on your throat. 11 personnel, you take a good tight end and a running back situation, and they're running the ball. But you know who the Colts do have now? T-Rich. They're happy about that. Now, yeah. how about Julio in Miami? You like this, that wide receiver has, matchup. This has nothing to do with who he's playing. It's because it's Julio Jones, guys. Julio Jones is going to be in your lineup week in and week out. He's got 18 catches this season. That's third in the National Football League, and he's just a burner. He can make plays, and with Roddy White ailing with that high, that, uh, high ankle sprain, Leo Jones is the main man for Matt Ryan. Let's move on to the flex position. I find this one interesting. And obviously, James Starks is getting the start now there for the Packers. Yes, I mean, when you look at that, James Starks right now, he's an element of surprise. Who's more of a threat for the for the Packers? It's Aaron Rodgers. When defensive when defensive coordinators are trying to game plan against this team, they're thinking, how do we take eliminate the wide receivers and the play of Aaron Rodgers? They're not thinking about James Starks. They're looking back at that game and going, oh, that's just a one-time situation. They haven't really had a 100-yard rusher. This guy is a bond runner. He's going to do well against this Cincy D. Now, Fabs, the flex on team two, of course, the rookie Tavon Austin against Monty Kiffin's defense. Yeah, I like Austin better than Starks because Starks played the Redskins. They can't stop anybody from putting up big numbers in the running game. Austin had two touchdowns last week. We see one right there. He also leads the Rams in targets. The Cowboys, the matchup this week is extremely favorable. Their defensive backfield has been absolutely shredded over the first couple of weeks. So suddenly, the rookie Tavon Austin has some nice flex value. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, crown a winner here and pull these up. Is it team one or team two? Overall, I'll take either. Overall, it's, wow, it, it, it's really close. It's I, really I like close. This, this team two looks really that good. That Vikings matchup against the Browns could put team one over the edge. That is a great matchup for the Vikes. Technically, team one is the winner. I have RG3 on one team. Obviously, he didn't win at quarterback, but uh, what do you think? 
<laughs> Up next, Romo, Brady, Newton, oh my. Three solid NFL QBs, but are they worth starting in fantasy this week? We'll give you our best starts and sits at the quarterback position right after this. Stay here. It's NFL Fantasy Live. Or not to start. That is the question. And there are plenty of questions for fantasy owners this week. Guys, let's go rapid fire. Pick out which ones we would start and which should stay on the bench. Up first, Tom Brady against the Bucks. Fabs, where are you going? If you have a solid number two, I'm benching Tom Brady against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They allowed fewer than 13 fantasy points to Drew Brees last week. And I'm kind of hoping I jinx him here, too, because I have him in our experts league and he hasn't done anything yet. So don't be afraid to sit Tom Brady this week. You know, child, please. I'm going sit Tom Brady. I don't trust or have any faith that Tom Brady and, uh, can connect with his young wide receivers. They're still learning the game, and it takes a while to acclimate to the professional rank. I mean, he has Julian Edelman, but that can't be his only fantasy value. Stay away from the man. Well, thankfully, they've had 10 days to prepare for this game, and they also faced each other in the preseason, so I start Tom Brady. Especially if you get points for drops, you want to start Tom Brady. Frank, <laughs> how about Cam Newton? Cam Newton is a guy that I would probably start in a 10-team league. Yes, I start him. He's Oh, yeah, he's going up against the Giants. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, starts Cam Newton. Start him. All right, let's move on to Joyk Bell against Washington. Rank, you wouldn't let him in the Starters Club last week. No. Are you letting him in to your starting it's, lineup? It's a different week, even if Reggie Bush is able to go. Joyk Bell should be in your lineup because the matchup is just way too good. Well, I'm going to go game time decision. You have to tune in to NFL Fantasy Live on Sunday to get my answer on this game time decision. I love how he plugged our show, and I say start him as a flex. All right, Stephen Ridley has been horrendous this season. At least he didn't fumble last week. Fabs, are you starting him this week? He almost fumbled, though. Yeah, he did. How did he hold on to that one? I, even if it's as a flex, I start him unless I am ridiculously deep in my backfield. You know, of course, because of the day that we will always know, know as the trade, I say, yes, start Stephen Ridley. Start Stephen Ridley. Tom Brady needs to rely on some familiar faces. All right, Andre Johnson going to play this week. DeAndre Hopkins took over when Johnson was out of the lineup last week. Ranking you starting DeAndre Hopkins this week. Starting DeAndre Hopkins, 13 targets last week to lead the Texans. Oh, I start him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a young, talented wide receiver. Start DeAndre Hopkins. Start him as a three or a flex in a PPR league. Yeah, he's a very good flex option with the potential to be a low-end number two. Now, obviously, we're recapping our big story today as well. Trent Richardson, now a member of the Indianapolis Colts. So, guys, you're starting Trent Richardson. Chuck Pagano says, we didn't bring him to be the water boy. My initial reaction was, no, I was going to sit him, but now... I'm starting Trent Richardson. That doesn't make sense to him because I've seen guys come into the locker room and try to get thrown into an offensive system. It doesn't know, but work. but it's a running you back. You're going up against the San Francisco 49ers. You don't play him. Ahmad Bradshaw is going to get all the reps. He's probably going to get sprinkled in six or seven times, but he's going to, he's going to look nice in that 34, but that's it. Jim Hersey is not, and it goes down to the coaching staff. They did not bring this guy in to be a spectator. They're going to give him the ball, so I put Trent Richardson in there. He's you know gonna I'm going to do simple math like my math teacher used to do. Okay. Kate Briscoe used to say, three plus four, Akbar is seven. That's the number on his back. That's probably how many carries he gets, and that's it. He's going to score a seven, seven carries. Games. He's not getting more than that. He's going to score a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. I like him. I, I don't understand what the whole – you drafted Trent He's Richardson. going up against the San Francisco 49ers. You He's not going to The play. Niners have given up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs this season. Yeah, you, know that? Him. you know that? He's not going to know which – I don't care. He doesn't know which way to go. You drafted him in the first – You go straight through the hole. <laughs> 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 towards Michael, the goal line to 
Michael Fabiano, running backs coach. Remember, you can check out NFL Fantasy Live every Sunday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, leading up to the early games on NFL Red Zone and live on NFL.com. And check us out every day during the week, 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network, 4 p.m. on NFL.com. We answer all your burning fantasy questions. Run, Trent, run! Yeah, all right, run straight to the sideline. Guys are nuts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.